When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeet's official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeetsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeet's official, official sponsor of the corner booth pop. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome guys to the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Klim, alongside my co-host, Mr. Samir Singh. He's no longer my sidekick. He is my right-hand man. Because you know, I, I he's been promoted again. Like this kid is just on fire. Um, listen, you come back and you get a promotion. That's how all jobs yeah. should work. Yeah, maybe it is how all jobs should work. Oh, by the way, all the listeners out there, your boy just got a new job too. I am stepping down at Marble Life effective next Friday, next Thursday actually, because I'm going to the Poconos. And then starting July 5th, I um will be a uh, stone and mulch salesman and customer associate and everything else. So yeah, I'm getting out of the manual labor business. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I'm still actually college. massive. Can we talk about how massive that is? Because Jared, your body has taken a beating. You've really you been tell. you've really been put through the ringer. You know, you've been <laughs> you've been grinding on the indies and now you're here to make it you're making the nine to five world. Making it sound like I'm a male fucking prostitute. Thanks, buddy. Oh, my God. All right. You've been a creature well, of the night. Jesus Christ. For a long time now. We've got a thousand. We got about 50 quick NFL headlines to talk about. Then we're going to talk. We have to talk about the NBA Finals, obviously, because we're not living under a rock. Um, we're oh, going yeah. to talk, talk about the Stanley Cup for about 45 seconds. Because as much as I don't watch hockey, a lot of our uh, friends and uh, fellow uh, show people do. By the way, shout out to Beth for filling in on Hi, Friday Beth. for Samir. She was electric. Shout out to our girl Beth. Yeah, Beth people named Beth tend to be electric. And oh, so Beth is the chick. So, 20 years of blood. Gotta show up. Almost 21, to be honest, actually. Yeah. So she was fun as hell. Um, I have no idea who the fuck I'm bringing on the show on Thursday, but yeah. You know. uh, we are actually recording this on a Monday because, well, Samir has. Um, Samir is off uh, his internship, and I got yeah. It's, it's Juneteenth. It's Juneteenth. It's a holiday. Happy yeah. Juneteenth, obviously. Um, and happy and, Father's Day for sure. And happy, happy Father's Father. Day to Big Marcus and Mister Singh. Yeah, man. Uh, I Dude, called my dad. We had a great call yesterday, and it was super fun. I hung out with my old man all day. Um, we drank beer. We watched cartoons. We cooked a brisket. We shot archery, and yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Oh yeah, I was. I'm like, I was gonna keep drinking, and then my boss texted me at eight o'clock. Oh yeah, hey, we got an eight o'clock in Fairfield tomorrow. My head instantly. God damn it! Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, water it is. 
Yeah. I woke up, I passed out about 9.45, 10 o'clock-ish, and I woke up at like 11 with a hangover. I was like, God damn it. So I roll over, I, I crack up. I, I, I've been big into the alkaline, the natural like spring alkaline water lately. Like the not like not the fake ionized stuff, but like like the body armor one or the um, uh, what is it, Essentia or whatever the fuck they're called. Those are actually not really good for you at all. But like use like the Icelandic one, the Hawaiian one, and then there's another one, uh, Eureka or something like that. Either way, but there's like three like actually good um, um, alkaline waters that are good because especially when you're feeling like crap and your body gets super toxic when of course you've been drinking a lot a lot. It's a really uh-huh. nice punch out for your hangover. So, um, yeah, honestly, I got up this morning, banged out a job right by Samir's, and then came back up and I said, fuck it, let's get an episode in. So, with that saying, of course, we took a two-week break. Don't worry, we're, we may only take one more two-week break the entire rest of the year until, of course, the Super Bowl is over. Because, you know, why we love doing these episodes. And honestly, this is going to be like the dead point of the year right now. But honestly, yeah, talk- there's nothing going on right now. Not Talking baseball has been fun. Not going to lie. Yeah, it has been. Uh, especially with Matt, who is um, first off knows about baseball and won't yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> um, for uh, like abusing Samir and not talking about baseball for about two years. Um, also, we're going to start talking. I will probably go see Top Gun for the first time tomorrow. So oh, that's sick. I haven't seen it, and I really want to see it. All right, but I also you, you have an assignment. We both have to see it before Thursday, so we can talk about it. There's a chance I make that. There's a chance that's possible. Okay. Um. Also, have you seen Jurassic Park Domain yet? No, and I'm not going uh, to. I heard it's fucking terrible, and it makes yeah, me so and, sad. Yeah. It yeah. makes me so sad. I heard McAfee review, and Pat McAfee's movie reviews are honestly pretty honest because. He is just a Ginzer from Pittsburgh who is always on point about what he says. Yeah, that was and, funny when he was talking about it. I, I heard that. Dude, I was like, he was talking about Top Gun. They loved it. But then he talked about, um, I guess he's reviewing a couple movies today. Because um, I guess oh, I'm doing man. it every month now. We, oh, we, can definitely do, we can definitely do something like that, though. You know what I watched yesterday? I watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I watch a lot. I watched that, that movie. Slaps. I watch that movie like once every six months. It's, nice. it's so good. I'm gonna try to watch the Northman this week. Yeah, it's on Peacock now. Yeah, I don't I pay. Do you have a Peacock passcode? No, I don't. It's just on my TV because it's my roommates. Ah, uh, I was gonna say, if you want to let me borrow the login for about like 24 hours, and I'll give it right back to you. Yeah, I'm not one to buy Peacock, man. I'm not a Peacock haver. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not about the cock. Sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not about the cock either. Especially when WWE is on it, and I'm pretty anti WWE these days. I, yeah, well, we talked about uh, Vince McMahon and the whole thing is crazy, dude. That shit is so insane. And then they what also happened cut- on Friday at SmackDown? I missed it, bro. He showed up. Okay, this shit was insane. Okay, let's talk about this. Okay. So you guys talked about the whole allegations, whatever. Three million dollar mm-hmm. hush pact, whatever, with the employee, because you know, you know why. Um. Sexy times. Then Friday morning, they announced, oh, Vince McMahon's going to be on SmackDown. And everyone's like, what? What? Just and down. then reports start coming out that it's not going to be actually Vince McMahon. It's going to be, you know, Mr. McMahon. He's going to be in character. Then reports start coming out that he's walking around backstage happy as can be, like nothing's happened. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Yada, yada. Then it's reported, yes, he stepped down as CEO and is being replaced by his daughter. But he's not stepping down as head of creative, so he's still working. Like it's, it's just like a, 
oh, I'm stepping in as CEO, but he's still Vince. It's not – nothing changed. Then he goes out on Friday, doesn't say any – like, it's literally one minute, and he goes – he's like, um, the logo, the WWE logo says one thing or says four words, uh, whatever. Then, now, forever, and the most important word, together. And then everyone is cheering, everyone's cheering, and he goes, welcome to SmackDown. And that's it. Everyone's cheering, and it's like, what? It is so insane. He just comes on, says, welcome to SmackDown, and and leaves? See, I get all of my wrestling content, for those who don't know, from Samir and Pat McAfee. That's literally where all my wrestling content comes from, because I don't watch it. I just don't, like, on Friday nights, I'm either at the bar, or I'm playing Xbox with my friends, or I'm, like, going to play sports, or I'm lifting. Like I don't watch or, SmackDown. I'll be honest. I don't watch SmackDown. I just know what happens because yeah. I'm, the only I'm wrestler, my favorite wrestler though, is Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock is great, but they keep bringing him back just to fight Roman over and over and over again. It's super boring. Well, I love I love Brock because of Brock coming on McAfee's show and just being yeah. That shit was amazing. Oh, the literally the top five greatest so interviews funny. I've ever heard. Yeah, another one today. I heard one today. Uh, um, on Friday. Okay, just ask what. <laughs> yeah, Barkley on McAfee was hysterical. I just watched that this morning as well. That was a very good interview. Yeah, we are both, of course, McAfee fans. I probably am like number five in his fan club just because, like, he's the reason I'm still doing a podcast because I was about to quit like a thousand times. Um. But I will say this with the NFL headlines because we got a thousand of them. But like, I don't even know how how we got on McAfee here. But we'll just start it from the top because some of these are talking about wild stuff like Vince McMahon. How about this? Uh, is there any receiver in the AFC North not named Jamar Chase who could be considered a top five receiver? Samir, go. Um, maybe I maybe, but not yet. Not that Claypool guy, right? No, um, I'm saying Deontay Johnson. I'm not the biggest believer in Johnson because of his drop season. The fact that I would like a guy to be able to separate. No, he had he didn't have any drops. Dude, he was great last year. Two he had like 14. No, no, no. He improved, man. He improved. Okay. He was I much better was, last year. I think, I think Johnson, Johnson, Johnson has the potential. And then think, Rashad Bateman I have over Claypool even. I think Bateman's better than him. I th- Well, Bateman barely played last year, so that's why it's kind of like. I th- I think Claypool has the highest ceiling out of all those receivers we named besides Jamar Chase. But the problem sure. is Claypool, Claypool's head is just. Out, uh, but hey, listen, he was one of your best friends, uh, during the offseason. Might motivate a guy to play well. I think Chase Claypool could have a great season. I just don't know what to, I don't know what to expect, but yeah, of course, Chase Claypool called himself a, I, and he said, I am a top three receiver, um, on I am athlete podcast. By the way, amazing podcast, check it out, obviously. Um, I like to pivot a little more because I like Channing and Fred more than I like Brandon and whoever the hell they got now, but Shady's cool. Because, you know, I got big look for Shady, obviously. But, yeah, no. Um, yeah, also, Drew, T. Higgins, though. I think T. Higgins – I think like, T. Higgins – okay, so if we're doing the top three receivers in the AFC – top five receivers in the AFC North, I go five – I go honorable mention Chase Claypool, five Deontay Johnson, um, four Bateman. Or those can be interchangeable, honestly. And then it's the three Bengals receivers. Uh, I maybe maybe put Johnson. Like... Maybe put Johnson at three and then – and then Tyler Boyd, then Bateman. I think it's more like Chase, Higgins, Johnson, um, then Bateman, then um, Boyd. 
that's probably where I'd at. I, you know what? I love your uh, belief in Boyd. I just want to see him play a full season. That's it. That's all I want to say. Because he he was a rookie last year, and he literally touched the field for what three games? You mean Bateman? Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. Um, let's look at his stats last year. I think he played about ten games. I, but we're I, we're on the same page though, where it's like he's not even in the, sniffing the top three in his own division. Um, no, no, he's he's definitely not going to be top three, but I think this year is. So he played twelve games last year. Oh no, um, I'm talking about back to Chase Claypool. Oh, Claypool? Yeah, no, he's not even. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think he's top thirty right now. Uh he might be top thirty. Hmm. I think he's there. I think he's probably like twenty-eight. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, we, we we ranked our receiving cores, and so I am having a TikTok snafu. So. Instead of doing a TikTok because my dumb ass can't figure that shit out and it keeps losing my draft, I'll tell you right now. I will literally go through my, my list so me and Samir can get this over with. I'm doing this impromptu doing a post of a graphic on, on uh, Insta later or something like that. Maybe I'll have an intern whip it up for us. All right. Honorable mentions were Seahawks, Raiders, Broncos, and um, there's one more. Forgetting I just don't see the third guy in the Raiders. Oh, squad, Miami. You know? Miami. That was my number five. My honorable mention. And then five of Philadelphia. Uh, four, I have Minnesota. Three, I have Tampa. Two, I have L.A. And one, I have uh, Cincy. I had L.A. outside my top five. I don't know if you saw that. I, I did watch yours. I like yours a lot. I just I My problem with Miami is um, the problem about Miami is that you're trying to tell me Cedric Wilson is an elite number three and he's not. He's he's a good number four. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't say that. I oh said no, 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 not you, not you, not you. I know, but like, but the thing is, a slot receiver is important and depth is important. So I put my uh, Philadelphia at five because they have six guys who can score a touchdown that are reliable. Yeah, uh, that's. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, sure. If you want to count Jalen Rager, fine. But yeah, no, it's. But like. With Philadelphia, you get AJ Brown as a top ten receiver. You get um, Devontae Smith, who's arguably probably one of the be- either top five number twos in the league or top two number twos in the league as a number two receiver. Like maybe Jalen Waddles, the one who I got above him, or T Higgins. Uh, got him. Um, Mike Williams. Nah, I take Devontae over Mike Williams. Devontae, yeah. listen, Mike Williams hasn't played. I don't think he's ever played a full season. I mean, not a lot of guys play full season. I mean, like, consistently. So, like, that's my thing, though. Like, I like the LA Chargers, but the problem is they don't have a slot guy. You can't tell me Jalen Guyton is your slot receiver. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I Guyton, mean, just, Guyton is just fast. Like, at least, like, with, like, our, our fast guy, Watkins, he's a jump ball guy as well. Also, can I say this? Uh, yes. Mike Williams' career, 2017, 10 games. 16 games, 15 games, 15 games, 16 games. Okay, so he has played two full seasons. Yeah. Two times thousand-yard receiver, nine touchdowns last year with Herbert. He's just signed an extension to be locked down with Herbert again. Keenan Allen is one of the most precise route runners in the league. I will say this why why I took why I took AJ Brown and Smith over them is because they are both primary receivers in run first offenses and still put up good numbers. And now that they're going to a more balanced system next year, they're going to put up even better numbers. Okay, sure. That's how it's also is also the fact is like Eagles have the gadget guys. So like you got Greg Ward, who's a great like just he just scores TD. So does Pascal. And then what I'm really intrigued by is this Devin Allen guy because 
runs out like an 11 second 110 hurdle. I'm like, holy smokes, he was moving. And I'm like, like, I know he, he was like 19 when he blew his ACL out. I think he's my age. He's 26 or 27. He blew his ACL as a sophomore um, against Jameis Winston at FSU in the uh, semi college football semifinal back in 14. That was the last football game he played. Philly's like, yeah, you're fast. We're going to bring you in, see what you can do as a kick returner, and see if you can do anything else besides that. Because if there's anybody else who can figure out how to get a fast guy in space, it's uh, Sirianni. Sure. I also think Josh Palmer's a fine slot guy. That's kind of their number three. And then I think the combination of oh, Palmer. Yeah. I mean, I know Eckler's not the receiving core, but, you know, if you want to talk gadget guys that can yeah. catch balls, that guy catches a lot of time. And I'll raise you, at that point, if we want to go out there, I'll raise you uh, Dallas Goddard and Boston Scott. Sure. And then Gerald Everett is there to back me okay, up. Okay, but Dallas Goddard Gerald <laughs> Everett. Come on. Yeah. Hey, but I, I do like that signing, though. If you if we want to talk about a pretty decent signing for the Chargers, Gerald Everett's like a young Oh, yeah, no, I love that signing. a ton of potential. I do Dude, think that's, that's why out. if we're do, when we, we do our way too early predictions for the NFL before minicamp, right? And so last year, I was – half-heartedly picking the Chargers to win it. This year, I'm picking them with full confidence. I might do a parlay. I'm so a little too bullish on the Chargers. I might have to lay back a little bit. <laughs> you were way over gunning last year. I well, was like kind of I like... I love them. I was like, fingers crossed. Because I so, love them. I may do a parlay. I'm, I'm going to see if I can do this either FanDuel or DraftKings um, where I can bet all my division picks. All eight, all, all cool. eight of them. Because cool. right now, if I was going to say right now, before we get into anything else, we're talking uh, NFL headlines. I would go, of course, I'd go Philly. I'd go um, Green Bay. I would take uh, in the AFC South, um, Tampa. And then I would take out West, um, LA. So there's my four in the NFC. AFC East, I go Buffalo. South, I go Indy. North, I go Cincy. And West, I go Chargers. So I do like an eight eight leg parlay, and if I could somehow do my wild cards for making the playoffs even more lit, because my wild cards are fucking wild. My wild cards for the NFC right now, if we're at the season ended, to, if the season we play the whole season, if it's January seventh or twelfth, whatever hell it is, wild card one for uh, my three wild cards for the NFC, NFC notes in no order are Detroit. I think that the amount of offensive firepower they have, and the fact that Campbell's got another year with um, with that crew. And the fact I like the Vikings play. over Detroit this year. I might even mm. like the Vikings to win the division. Prove me that Kirk can last it. Because I watched that team blow it. They had they had a walk into the playoffs last year, and they blew it. I don't know. I think it's that's a lot. You, a lot of that has to go towards the defense that just had no secondary. Well, they, they didn't really fix it. Yeah. I mean, they drafted a couple guys. Yeah, but like it's like yeah, it's, yeah unless they're like they draft the next AJ Terrell like out of this kid, the other kid at Clemson Booth. Unless he's AJ Terrell two point I don't I don't like see it yet. I mean, I think one more off season with with um with uh, Kevin O'Connell, great. But like, let's see a, a McAfee guy actually, um, not McAfee, McVeigh guy actually do pull it off. But uh, I was gonna say out of the South, give me New Orleans. I think James is gonna, just gonna be fun. I think they're gonna be like the last team in. But they're gonna have like they're gonna be fun with it. Will this um, be the first year we have two NFC East teams in the playoffs in however long? I don't know. You, so, I could see Eagles, Cowboys. I okay. The problem is, is like 
I could also see Daniel Jones having a great season and I then being know, like, man. I, don't "It's get the me problem is like, I don't want to, I don't want to pick against the Cowboys because I know do not get I, me. You just literally made me a little horny, dude. I'm not even gonna lie to you when you said that. <laughs> do you want to take Holy a breather? Shit. Just do what you got to do in the corner. Um, all I'm saying is with the Cowboys and the Giants, we all know the Commanders are gonna be a train wreck. So yeah, Carson Wentz is first. Oh like, I, just don't think, I don't think Wentz is gonna last the whole year. I really don't, and it's it's really unfortunate. I think season? Yeah, and you know what? I'm more afraid of Washington with Heineke than I am. The thing is, like, there's all they're like, oh, we're not going to trade McClure, but what if McClure holds out until like week three of training camp? That would be insane. Yeah, it's uh, like I really don't see them coming to terms on a deal. I don't. I, I don't think he wants to play there anymore. And like, I I can think of a couple teams. Why would maybe? He? Like, like, yeah, why wouldn't she want to go home to go play in Indianapolis or go pl- out west oh, to go play? Yeah. Or go out west to go play in, I, fuck, I don't know. Like, Dude, him uh, and Michael Pittman would be absolutely insane. With Alec Pierce as their number three, who, by the way, I love that dude's game. Yeah. Dude, that, like, that, 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 oh, so, by the way, I said this on Thursday, one of my bold predictions for this year was the Jaguars were going to be the second best team in the AFC South. And I thought Beth was going to faint because she's a Jaguars fan. And I was like, and Matt was like, show your work. And I'm like, well, I believe in Doug Peterson to take a pile of crap, make it polished. Um, he did it for three years in Philadelphia besides 2017. Um, and then on top of that, I arguably the most talented quarterback he's ever co- coached is his starter right now. And then, you know, good running backs, good, decent receivers, decent tight end. I'm really and, excited for um, uh, ETN this year. Yeah, I think I they're going to use him really well. I, I said, like, I said, I'm like, this dude is just explosiveness as a human. And with uh, James Robinson being that punch over guy, I think they have a good one to hit. But and Joe Peterson's the type of guy to utilize a backfield well. Yeah, he's a he's a backfield by committee guy. He always has been. So that's why having ETN and Robinson is great. But, yeah. So but Robinson's like, going to be out for, like, most of the year. Probably eight weeks or so. I think my last AFC West, the last wildcard team, though, will beat out Dallas and New York in the last week of the season. I think it's going to be um, – the Cardinals, I think they're just gonna just score just enough points to get in, but then they're get, gonna get molly wafted by whoever they play, and Kingsbury yeah. will be fired, and Kingsbury's gonna get fired. Like I, I think it's like the third straight first round exit, and they're like, "What the hell happened to Arizona?" It's like, "Oh, or second straight first round exit." But the problem is like they, they don't feel flat ha- right now. As a team. They, they just feel, feel like it's like I don't know. It's it, I just don't trust Kyler Murray as a quarterback. His stats um, nosedive after out week ten. Yeah, I mean, he feels definitely a little Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson-y. I'm not just saying that because Russell of the size Wilson-y. and how they play. He's, my other, he's Russell Wilski. My other uh, my other bold prediction for the AFC West was that uh, I would have the uh, uh, Broncos finish under 500. Oh, interesting. Under because 500. I think the Raiders got well. I guess that makes sense. The Raider and McDaniel's. I don't think wants to f this up again. I think he wants to like be a good coach because he knows like. Because this is the audition tape, and he knows, but he, he knows New England's done. It, you, I, my that was my, my third prediction was that New England Patriots would be the worst team in the AFC East. I mean, like still seven and ten, but like still, yeah. like that's because there are not, good teams this year. I mean, yeah, on paper, it, things look okay. Good so here's the thing: is like, teams, you know? like I could see the Jets going eight and nine and having a better record than the Patriots because the Jets actually have a a, a direction. I feel like the Patriots are chasing their tail. And the, my uh, three AFC uh, wildcard teams are um, the 
Raiders, Chiefs, and then um, the Ravens. I still think the Chiefs will win the division. I think, I think they're really good. So I, I think mean. last year, the I think the Chargers are going to be dangerous because, dude, there's they were pissed. They, there's going to be something in that water. They're going to try to kill everybody. Um, I don't think the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl. I still think Josh Allen. It's Josh, Josh Allen's to lose. With them getting Vaughn Miller and another year of Gregory Rousseau and drafting a corner like Elam, like that defense looks terrifying to me. Yeah, but I, I think. For me these days, the the Lombardi is Mahomes until someone takes it. Um, I mean Brady did it last year, and then the Bengals did it the this past year. So, um, yeah, but I think I think you know the Bengals that was definitely lightning in a bottle. Um, they are a great team, but I, I think also- the Chiefs could have put that game away with better time management at the end of the first half. Um, and I do know, have a theory. Flip. If you'll indulge me, um. I have a theory about the Chiefs' offense. It's going to be struggling, and their defense, too. So there was a guy, a Kansas City fan, who called in a couple of days ago to one of the shows I was listening to, and they were talking about how with Spagnolo, they would just rely on Honey Badger to make big plays to keep them in games. He did sure. it a lot towards the end of the season. Honey Badger is no longer there. He's in New Orleans. The other thing is Tyreek Hill, his greatest asset to the Chiefs was never him catching the ball. It's his second greatest asset. His greatest asset at is his the fear his speed creates. I'm sorry, you can't tell me Marquez Valdez-Scanling or Mikhail, Mikhail Hardman are even close comparisons to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is Deshaun Jackson 2010, like uh, Joey Galloway on the on those Bucks teams in the 2000s. Like, the, the, like guys with so much speed... You're just like watching them fly, but Mike Wallace and the 07 Steelers. But I think Sky Moore might be that guy. Sky Moore, the problem is Sky Moore doesn't have the the, the speed. He's got the route running. He just is not like in a like like he's not one of those if he's even, he's leaving guys. There's about five of those guys in the NFL, and none of them are on the Chiefs. Because I guarantee there's about two corners who can run with Hardman or um Valdez Scantling. Even though Valdez Scantling is very fast. But like he's not where like Tyreek Hill is like it's like trying to catch Bo Jackson in Techno Bowl. But here, I, here's what I'll say. But My I take for to, this I offense because we I, haven't talked about Juju yet. Because I just want to say this though on a prove it deal, everything's been compressed down with the Chiefs. You don't have the guy. Contract, I understand taking no everything like the like the scheme. I'm talking the scheme. So uh-huh. the most dangerous part of that scheme was you had Kelsey. You had Kelsey running a, a corner or his little his like. His signature corner route. Yeah, yeah. Or you have Tyree Kill over the top, like going deep, right? Or you have Hardman sneaking out the back and doing the same thing. But now you don't have Tyree Kill. And this was the chess move they made the mistake on. Because if I am the Chiefs, I go out and get a diamond of the dozen defensive tackle and get rid of either Kenny Clark or, Fr- or uh, no, Frank Clark or whoever their, no, their, their interior Christian. Frank Clark. Yeah, go get Jones. get rid of like a Frank Clark or Chris Jones. You can get another one in this draft. There's like three in this draft, aka uh, Wyatt or or uh, Jordan Davis, whatever. I'm not saying they're the same, but they're replaceable. Or you go see if you can steal a Fletcher Cox in a one year deal. But here's the thing: they should have kept Tyreek because they're gonna get exposed because now the safeties can come down in the box. They don't have to worry about dropping three guys deep on Tyreek Hill and running shell the entire time. I watched this against the Eagles, right? Who did not have great safety play, 
But when Tyreek was getting boxed out, what was killing them was swing passes to Hilaire because they had the space and those damn corner routes to Kelsey. Once you took Tyreek out of the gate, if Tyreek isn't in that offense, everything, the safeties, the corners, everything gets pressed down. And you're saying, hey, Patrick, here comes our all-pro pass rush against your mediocre offensive line. Do something. And that's that's my thinking. Like, they're going to struggle on offense this year. Now, your point. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Well, I think – and you raised good points. I, I understand that, you know, Tyreek Hill is an elite guy that will take the absolute top off. But I just think, you know – a Nicole Hardman can push, can stretch the field. And mm-hmm. I don't think the field stretcher is what they're going to be focusing on this year. Because, you know, have you ever seen those drives? You know those drives when Mahomes is coming back and it's just him feeding it to Kelsey right down the middle. You know it's coming. You know he's feeding Kelsey. And he still feeds it to Kelsey. And Kelsey runs it five more yards than you could even imagine. Yeah. And then you're like, how, how the hell do they keep doing this? I think that's what it's going to be this year. I think Travis Kelsey is going to have another historic year. Um, and then on top of that, like they're going to supplement that with great route runners in Juju on a prove it deal really wants to prove he's a number one receiver could maybe harken back to the, the rookie year that he had, you know, with that, with real Ben. Um, and then with a sky Moore, who I think is a great route runner and could kind of shift work the slot and kind of do a whole bunch of things as well. And they're going to run a bunch of gadget stuff. My one thing is, yes, I do think Clyde is a weak um, running back, but the addition of Ronald Jones, I think like that makes me feel like, oh, it's going to be like they might start running it in your throat with, with yeah. Ronald Jones and then start using a play action and just feeding it to Kelsey in the middle. I feel like that's kind of where their offense is going to start to head. I think they are going to be a great offense. I think they're going to be a top 10 offense. No question. I don't think they're going to be top five anymore. I want you to look at this. So like, after I get off, I'm going to look the same thing. I'm going to look it up. And just look on YouTube and all twenty-two film if I can find it. That those I know exactly what drives you're talking about when they just feed it to Kelsey. I want to find where Tyreek is on that field because if if I am correct, which I think I am, Tyreek is either twenty to thirty yards downfield or at least on the other sideline, drawing at least one to two to three sure. defenders away, and that's leaving Kelsey one on one or one and a half on one. That's 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 my whole theory behind this is now you don't have to worry about Tyreek busting your ass. Now you can be like, oh hey Travis, we're gonna bracket you and throw a safety over the top and just like see like beat us now. Because there's about 40 corners in the NFL who can probably cover Juju one on one, and about 50 who can cover Marquez Valdez Scandling with a safety help, obviously, because he's fast. But I'm saying is that I want to see these guys beat teams. They may like I may be wrong, the Chiefs might go undefeated this year or like one loss, but my theory is you have the Raiders who went out and said, hey, we have to fix our problems or at least make it good enough where we're going to get after Mahomes. Now Mahomes is staring on the barrel of Chandler Jones in Mad Max. Then he goes to Los Angeles. He has to throw the ball at J.C. Jackson and Derwin James and is getting chased by Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. That is my thinking here. And even the Broncos... With with let's ride Russell Wilson, um, Robert you still Nate. have Ran- you still have Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb, which is not a slack whatsoever, with a decent secondary. Oh, Bradley Chubb coming back! I'm so excited. Also, you have Alex Singleton and uh, Alexander, two really fast linebackers who suck at pass coverage, but they fly around the field like maniacs. So okay, I, I just no, I, I I know it's a tough as hell division, 
I think they're gonna win a lot of their out of conference, out of division games, but their division's gonna be a fucking brutal one. Like they're, I don't think any team's making out of that division undefeated. No, yeah, no, not right. at all. Right to bang these last couple of football headlines out quick, and we'll finally start talking like baseball. Yeah. All right. So the rumor is at the Jets camp right now that Brees Hall is going to be the starter, and I'm not. I'm gonna drop a big old duh. Good. My, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Michael Carter is a great compensation back. Javante Williams was the primary back in that offense. We all knew it in, at North Carolina with Michael Carter as a good change of pace guy. But now you have Carter and Brees Hall who are both bruisers, giving me a lot of um, Thomas Jones and who was their other? Was that Cedric Benson they had with the Jets or was that somebody else? Um, 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 um I don't know. It was some. Know. They had some. Oh, it was Thomas Jones and like, oh god, I can't remember his name right now. But on the Bears, this day the same thing with Cedric Benson and Thomas Jones. So a lot of just punch you in the throat backs, and I think it's going to be a great time. So with the Jets, I, I love the move though. I, I honestly, I think it's going to be a, a good start. What do you think about the Jets possibly having Brees Hall as their workhorse? I love it. I think Brees Hall is fantastic. I think he's maybe one of the better picks of this draft for the Jets. I think like he might be a game breaking or running back for a long time. He's I think he's like the this like the new wave of prototype running back and he's gonna smash faces. The Henry type. Like he's, the, I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll run so through you and then outrun you. Yeah. That this cop was actually feeling like a like a Brandon Jacobs on my Bradshaw. Fair enough. All right. Um and the other headline I saw before we get into uh Mr. Touchy Feely is um Odell Beckham out likely to October. We kind of knew this was the deal. Yeah, but he's um, looking to resign with the Rams. They're saying they're well. It's like t- damn. Like I, I, the, I don't everyone's know like it. everyone's like the NFC West is going to be loaded. It's like yeah, but I think the Rams might go all, like fifteen and one. Like they're, I mean, sixteen and one. They're going to smoke a lot of teams. I just, I mean, it also depends on the secondary, though. Uh, all right. And last but not least, we got to talk about it. Oh, also, Daniel Snyder will not, still won't testify. Um, the owner refuses to testify before Congress probe ale- alleging toxic work environment according to ESPN. Uh, so, yeah, basically, we're not surprised. Uh, Dan Snyder's still a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's that old uh, line? Hey, I'm still a piece of garbage. All right. And last but not least, um, there was a little news about this on Friday. Uh, they're passing off um the NFL's investigation to an independent uh I don't know if she's independent or she works for the NFL um uh advisor who's going to actually look at the Watson investigation and advise Goodell on what the suspension should be. The rumor is it's going to be from eight games to a season. That's a big stretch. It's a half season to a full season. But for Cleveland, this is hysterical. Especially with what the probably starting quarterback just tweeted about dog's mouths today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just this is awful. For okay, them. I actually lied. That was that was a tweet from 2019 that someone dug up. Aw, that made me sad now because that, that kills my entire punchline. Uh, I will say this though about the Browns. One, this is fucking karma, Cleveland. You screw over the only guy who's ever gotten you a playoff win since before I was born. Or I was like three, maybe? I don't even know. Anyway, um, doesn't matter. Cleveland sports are irrelevant. Uh, besides LeBron. Yeah, they're definitely they, like such 
a clown move that they went and got him before they actually knew how Everything. stupid could you possibly be? Like, this might, like, we really thought the Browns had promise, and it feels like, oh, it's down the shitter again. And you know what's so funny? Baker's going to go to, I, so apparently Baker to Carolina is gaining team again. And you know what's crazy? Guess who Carolina plays week one? The Browns. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, my, you know, imagine Baker chucking a couple bombs to DJ Moore. And by the way, no offense to OBJ, Baker's never had a receiver like DJ Moore. Agreed. Or Curtis, or, or with speed like Curtis Samuels. Curtis Samuel's not there anymore. They got Robbie Anderson. Oh, not Curtis Samuel. Um, But they still have Robbie Anderson who can fly. And they also have my man Terrence Marshall. Yeah, 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 they do. And And a healthy CMC. Yeah, not to mention the boogeyman, Mr. CMC. Like, you give Baker that That's a good offense. And also, their backup running back, Chubba Hubbard, is a good number two back. Like, that Carolina team... Could sneakily win 10 games if Baker's their quarterback. Yeah. If Ben I mean, McAdoofus doesn't screw it up too much. I mean, oh, I forgot about that. He's there. Uh, never mind. They're screwed. <laughs> it's over. Okay. So, actually, McAdoofus as an offensive coordinator, great. McAdoo as a fucking coach, horrible. Agreed. I still agree, but I still think that he's a stupid idiot. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a reason uh, Ty Schmidt, shout out, calls him McAdoofus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's a stupid idiot. Right. So moving on, we're going to talk quickly about two playoffs. Obviously, the uh, shout out, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. They had the parade today. Sorry, yeah. buddy. Um, Jason Tatum, of course, getting the Wilt Chamberlain record of 100 turnovers in a playoff run. Oh, Jesus. I thought, like, you know what? I still call Tatum a top 10 player, no question, but like, holy crap. I agree. Oh my God, man, that's not a great start. I mean, I don't think like everyone's like, oh, well, like LeBron's first run to the finals was terrible. It's like, yeah, but Tatum had a much better team. Um, here's what I'll say, and I'll, I'll say one more thing though before I because I know you got a whole ammunition belt on this one. I'm not burying Tatum. Um, Golden State's a machine, and Andrew Wiggins was a man possessed those last three games on defense. Yeah, that was insane. Oh, like I, I honestly am like I was bitter about Wiggins getting a finals appearance, but I'm like, he's going to fucking Golden State. What do you think is gonna happen, Jared? Yeah. And also with Wiggins, it's like the dude got the demons out. So, you know, congratulations to Andrew Wiggins, obviously. But go. Sorry. Yes, Andrew Wiggins, yes, he is was fantastic this finals. Here's what I will say about Jason Tatum specifically. Um I think we all need to let where it's too reactionary. NBA Twitter, all of this is a little just too reactionary where it's like, oh, this guy doesn't have the dog. He has no dog in him or whatever. He's not that guy, whatever, whatever. He's 24. He's in his his age 23 to age 24 season. Steph had no all-star appearances, never made the playoffs. Um, You know, Tatum's a three-time all-star, and he's been the Eastern Conference Finals four times, whatever. He's been the finals now. Let's all relax, you know? It'll be fine. He's signed here for four more years. You know? Uh, I think, you know, it'll be okay. Not only that, he played almost as many minutes this year in this playoff run as Kyrie mm-hmm. did this entire year. I don't know yeah. if you guys saw that stat. He had like 982 minutes this playoff or something like that. Kyrie logged like just over 1,000, which is actually so hilarious. More Kyrie slander. 
Yeah, and I mean, yeah, more Kyrie Slater. I mean, he played so many minutes. I mean, I'm not gonna like do the whole cap like he was injured, but he was injured. Um, something was definitely wrong with his shoulder. And even though he couldn't shoot well because he was shooting like garbage, he still did find a way to contribute. He still averaged seven rebounds, seven assists in the finals, which is pretty damn good. And he still shot like what forty five percent from three, even though he was shooting like thirty percent from the field mm-hmm. or from uh, two. So he was still, you know, he he was really giving it his all, man. And that's all I can say. He tried his best. He disappeared. He couldn't get it done when we needed it. Um, but I still think that he'll be back. Fair enough. I'm scared. Uh, I'm scared of what the East is going to look like next year, though. This Kyrie, well, I mean, needs, though, makes well, Philadelphia is going to basically run itself into the ground. You know how that goes. Yeah, Philly's um, a clown organization. Is it scary that the Eagles, the best? Actually, no, it's not really scary at all. Howie Roseman's a mad scientist, but the Philadelphia Phillies is the second best run organization in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw Hustle. Did you watch Hustle? I did not. Uh, I thought it was very good. I actually really liked it, but um, I did see the clips of Anthony Edwards just being a oh, dog. Dude. So funny, dude. I'm telling you, that is... boy, that boy is going to be a superstar in the NBA. And just the fact that he's he wants to stay in Minnesota for his career makes me so happy. He goes, Where are you from, Bo? And he goes, Spain. He goes, Shit's whack. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. This shuts a shit talker. Um, oh my god. But but in the in the movie, it's so funny because um the main character. I, actually, I don't want to spoil. It. You want me to spoil it it's for you? No, nah, I'll see. Some people might watch it. Yeah, it's 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 who got cut for the Timberwolves after like a week. Um, yeah, no, he, he's not. He's not a very good player. He's also on the Celtics. He got cut. Yeah, but he but he ends up um like he's the big star or whatever, and he ends up going to the Celtics and the Sixers pass on him. <laughs> it's so funny how even in in the movie the Sixers are just a trash organization. Clans. I think honestly, the you know what's scary. The Flyers are a fucking joke, and they actually might be a better run organization than the fucking uh, um, Sixers. All righty, next up, speaking of Flyers hockey, um, the Avalanche are steamrolling the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. I think they're just too good. I think this year it was just they are too a good. fucking wagon. Yeah, they are reminding me of like that Alabama team from two years ago, like the Devontae Smith team with Mac and Najee. Yeah, and uh, Jalen Waddle—they're just whopping people. Yeah, they it's just score like crazy. I, I don't watch it, hockey; I just know that they score like. Crazy. I watched. I watched thirty seconds, the final thirty seconds of Game One. I watched about the first period and a half of Game Two, and they were just mollywopped. like they were getting absolutely just demolished. So you know what? Honestly, uh, congratulations to the car- the Avalanche. Uh, I don't think the the. Though uh Lightning are gonna win a game. Yeah, um I'm not one I don't know enough to make a prediction, to be honest with you. So that's my take. I know when not to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, all right. But can I now talk about Kyrie? Because this is this is when I do want to talk. Sure. And then we'll uh, do our final ten minutes. We'll talk uh, baseball predictions. Yeah, so Kyrie Irving, um, you know, all-around good guy, as we all know him. Um, He definitely believes in things that are true for sure, and he definitely is good to his teammates. We all know him as that type of guy. 
Um, so the news came out that everything's super good in Brooklyn and everyone's happy this morning. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, he wants to leave. Oh, wow. You know, who would have thought Kyrie Irving comes to a team, thinks it's going to be a super team, some kind of big deal. Oh, we're going to win titles. Oh, with Kyrie and this, this, they're going to win so many titles. You can't win a title without LeBron, man. You cannot win a title without LeBron. You can't lead a team. Certainly can't lead a team because he doesn't show up. Remember when he disappeared for like two weeks out of a season? Remember when um, he wasn't going to play and he didn't play for a lot of this season because of his vaccination status? Remember when? Remember That's more when, on New York. That's more on New York law than anything else. Um, sure. There are like there's like third there's like twenty percent. No, yeah, I, I understand. And including yeah. one guy in your Celtics that did not get vaccinated. It was just New York being a, a just a horribly run city. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but the guy that you know is supposed to be the leader of a team should do anything possible to be there for said team. And so now he wants to leave, and that's fine, but let's just know that he, you know, they're saying that it's either the Lakers or the Knicks are the two front runners, which, you know, everybody says it's the Lakers and the Knicks, you know. But yeah, that was the right. Kyrie to the Knicks would be fucking lit. Um, They would be horrible. They would be um, – They'd be fun, though, and I don't care. They'd be I, the funnest 11 seed you've ever seen. Here's the best part about it, though, is, like, I don't care. I just want the Knicks to be entertaining – and, like, I think they'll be, like, a 7 or 8 seed. But, like, you know what? Fine. Kyrie with Julius Randle and, like, R.J. Barrett, like, that team's a 7 or an 8 seed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I really don't know, man. Because they're competing with – they're going to be competing with a Hawks team that's better than them. Um, a Trey Young. Kyrie is debatable. I mean – Kyrie Sands slander aside – Kyrie Julius in that that bench and RJ Barrett that's not a bad team by any stretch. Sure, sure. I understand, but um I think Trey Young is almost as good as Kyrie. I would um, I would I would acknowledge that, yes. Um I think that I, okay, like also I will admit that the Hawks status right now is very up in the air. Clint Capella I think about getting traded in my trade. Um John Collins, a lot of guys status is up in the air. But you keep that core. I mean, I think the John Collins, Trey Young, you keep that. And they are so deep. They have so many pieces. Like, you look up and down their bench, it's like, how do they have these many, like, just decent quality guys? Because they keep drafting and not trading anybody. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Horder, I mean, um, Cam Re- – or not Cam Rice. Uh, um, the one uh, guy they actually did trade. I mean, they should have traded him. Um, DeAndre Hunter is what I meant to say. Um, um, Bogey, just all these guys are Delon Wright. Delon Wright's just a quality backup guard. Like I think these, like that's just a solid deep team that like is a team team. And when Kyrie shows up to a team team, the team team becomes not a team. We know that. Like Samir, you know what I love about you, buddy. You sound like the triumphant, correct? Like like the I told you I was the I told you so ex girlfriend. Like watches I mean, watches. Watches their ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend blow up a, a stable relationship in about 30 seconds. And she's still crazy. She's still it's like, crazy. That's she ruined saying. this perfectly normal guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's also funny when that happens in real life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> even though I, I swear I'm good luck, Chuck, because my last two exes are – or last three are all in long-term committed relationships. One, I think, is engaged already. 
So, yeah, I'm good luck, Chuck. Hmm, Good job. Even my friends end up in long-term committed relationships when they're when we become friends with me. Hmm. So Samir, you're all set, dog. Um, yeah, I don't know where's this luck been, man. What the hell's that? We gotta hang out more than once. Fair enough. Um, um. Also, though, I want to go back. Um, you know, if he goes back to the Lakers with LeBron, holy crap, that team will be so so obnoxious. Oh my so god, obnoxious. that team is still good. That team is still gonna be an eighth seed at best in the West, and it's gonna make yeah. me laugh. Like and then, I can, and then the rumor of like Russ going back to the Nets with KD. How funny would that be? That'd be hist- Russ. You know what the thing, crazy thing is though? KD is probably the only guy on this planet who knows how to tell Russ to shut the f up. True. True. And so watch like Russ KD reunite, and Russ actually plays well and stays within his means because he knows. Hey, I have KD and Seth Curry out wide shooting bombs. I literally just attack the basket at Mach one. Yeah. I or mean, that KD actually can come to the Celtics, <laughs> or he can do that, or he can go to <laughs> fucking uh, what's it called? He can go to Washington because you know he's from Baltimore. And by the way, also, I was looking at the tweets and or like the the quote t- or reply tweets to Kyrie's whatever his ominous mm-hmm. stupid tweet. Um, and it was so many Heat fans being like, "Come to Miami, come to Miami." I why? love why? Why would you ruin? I say I like go after Bradley Beal makes one or Damian Lillard or Donovan Mitchell makes one idea. But stop. Do not – Miami, stop. You are giving us hope in the East that, like, we'll never have to deal with a a, a freaking what's-it-called finals where, the, like, the Nets or the freaking Sixers have to be in it. But come on, guys, shut up. Yeah, I think the Bucks already have that. The Bucks, celtics he already, like – Imagine if the Bucks Sixers could get, like, a guy like Mitchell. That'd be insane. But they'd have to like, trade that team, that team is unstoppable. I don't know. I don't know. Well, because like Donovan, Mi- Donovan, it's like you lose a lot of the defensive like identity that that team has. Uh, true. I mean, the thing with Donovan Mitchell, I think his best fit is Miami. I think him and Jimmy Buckets together is just terrifying. Yeah, that would be crazy. So, with Ky- with with uh, with uh, old thick boy himself, Kyle Lowry. All right, we got ten minutes left in the show. Samir, you want to talk some baseball, dog? Yes, I do want to talk some baseball more than anything. Oh my god, dude! Like. So my team is in fourth currently, but they're only like four games below 500, which just makes me so ecstatic because like it's almost July and my team That's is above expectations. My team is not mathematically eliminated. We're only four games back. We're only three up. We're six games back of the Giants and then nine back of San Diego and nine and a half back of LA. But like that's definitely like we could get to San Diego by the end of the season. Like that's not a unrealistic thing at all. The NL West, we knew how this was going to go though, but now that the Padres are not missing Manny Machado for an extended period of time, they still don't have Tatis yet. Yeah. So that we could see the Padres going. Perhaps, Machado, but I do think the Padres Machado's really, really been good. MVP this year. He has been. He has been. Yeah. Incredible. So we'll talk, I guess we'll go nationally first and we'll finish with the ALE. So Samir can go on his triumphancy rant. Um, they, I mean, the West, I guess the biggest surprise is definitely going to be Arizona. We, Colorado had all of us fooled for about a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, Connor Joe, uh, you know, shout out Connor Joe. You're, you're great, bud, but you know, there's not really much of a team there in Colorado. He's a bomber. That boy just, yeah, he does shoot. Hard. He does hit bombs, man. He slowed down a little bit, but he's still hitting bombs. You know, the, the Dodgers is crazy. 
San Fran's doing it again, man. They're just winning with pitching. It's crazy. Yep, and they pick up just these random – dude, uh, like Luis Gonzalez coming in his rookie year playing left field has been fantastic. He's hitting like – he's OPSing like 8-12 just out of nowhere. They, they find these diamonds. Like they just like throw him, throw Jock. Throw dude, remember the year they got Crawford and Brandon Belt, and we're like, who the fuck are these white boys just cracking the ball into the outfield yeah, every swing? Out of nowhere. Also, I will say this about my Diamondbacks before we move because nobody really cares. The Do- we you know the Do- Dodgers are just loaded, and the Padres have Machado on an MVP tear. But with my Diamondbacks, I said to my boss today, I'm like, when the Diamondbacks hit home runs, they are competitive. When they try to play small ball, they are the worst team in baseball. Yeah, Their respect ballpark- Christian Walker, by the way. Yo, eighteen fucking do- bombs. Like, come on, man. In a and nine defensive runs saved. That's elite. Yeah, he was finally the guy we were replacing. Goldschmidt with, yeah, and, it's, and also shout to Dalton Varsho for being like great on defense at both at two different positions this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, but speaking catcher. of speaking of Paul Goldschmidt, holy, oh, don't Jesus, bring it up. Don't bring it up. How is he oh. still this good? Fucking t- Yasmini Tomas. How is he still this good, though? Because he's a Hall of Fame first baseman that my team he's had to trade so away good. because oh of the God, dumbest contract so in baseball history. I know, but he's literally one of my favorite players. I, I, I gotta I gotta show love to Goldie though. He's one of my favorite players of all time, and I still root for him. Um, that yeah, team is so good. I think the, I think the, the Cardinals ball. are. I think a card the Cardinals are a big sleeper team. Out of, out of here's the, the problem. I trust Milwaukee's pitching more. Sure, but Jack Flaherty's coming back. Jack Flaherty, but was out yeah, for most like, of this but, year. Jack Flaherty, uh, Michaelis. I think I don't. But like, show me Jack Flaherty's not going to pull a Zach Galen where he comes off of an injury and just gets absolutely shelled. Sure, for a year because it can happen. A lot of these guys, especially with how the ball, the game is turning around again, where it's going to be more hitter centric. You know, I'm loving what looking at some of these run differentials. By the way, the Pittsburgh Pirates are the NL Central might be the worst division of baseball. By the way. Um, yeah. You have a third place team who has a negative 104 run differential. Well, yeah, I mean, those the three bottom teams, like, it feels like those three bottom teams are have been per- perpetually tanking the past, like, three years. And my um, Diamondbacks still lost four games, have lost seven games to, no, actually, no. The bottom three guys, the NL West, because of our bullpen, have won 12 games against the Diamondbacks this year. No, nine. Ten? Nine to ten. Ten games. Because my team does not have a good bullpen. We shell good teams like the Twins, but we can't do shit against the Pirates, Cubs, and Reds because our bullpen is impotent. And Mark Melanson should not have a contract in Major League Baseball. He's the worst pitcher I've ever seen. <laughs> I want that man's the worst scalp. pitcher I've ever seen. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, just shout out um, to like um, the Goldschmidt, Tommy, Edmund, um, Nolan Arenado combo there Dude, in St. Louis. Man. They've been incredible. It's a fun, Tommy, line. So it's a fun lineup. Yeah. This reminds me of like Car- Carlston, O'Neill coming back. This is like the reminds me of the um the 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 Cardinals lineup we grew up with with like Pujols and Jim Edmonds yeah. and uh Freese. And yeah, and Scott Rowland, Yachty, Matt Holiday, Yachty is a fucking dinosaur. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that man is gonna catch till he's a thousand. He's so good. Oh, a uh, fun fact: there are no teams in the AL with a, a what, negative 100 run differential, but there's three that have 90 minus 90 or worse. That's insane. And then in the NL, um, and then no, the, the, AL, the AL. Oh, oh, oh. to the NL East, though, um, I think the Mets are gonna choke it. 
Yeah, um, I do too. I, I think they're like, like, oh, Mets are going to met, but Mets are going to met, and the Braves are streaking. The Braves are flying. Their pitching's picking up. They're hitting the cover off the ball. The Phillies are playing solid baseball since they fired Joe Girardi. And it they're still bad, though. They're still bad. I know though. they're they're going to be one of those teams who fizzles out in the end, but like they're not a bad roster. They have a good. No, I know they're players. not a bad roster. They just and have no, no Aaron no Nola is no pitching out of his fucking mind right now. He's incredible. Like, He's he, I think he's ERI under one in his last couple starts, which is insane. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I love the Phillies. I think they're going to be fun. But I think the Braves are going to run with this division. The Marlins are starting to peter off finally. Um. And they also, fall. you know, I see your NL Central, and I raise you the AL West um, because that team's that division is horrible. Have, <laughs> yeah, oh my four god, teams what? under five hundred. They oh, just went on a fourteen-game losing streak, and they're still in second place. Oh my god! Also, did you hear the story about Joe Madden? How funny was that, dude? Oh, the Mohawk is hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And now, uh, isn't uh, and Rendon's out for the season now? Yep, Rendon is out for the season, oh, which is so Lord. sad. I love Rendon. Right. It's so sad. And you know what the worst part is? Like Mike Trout, the only way he's making the play, he's going to win a, a World Series ever. He gets traded, which is never going to happen. That contract's going to keep him there until he's a, he's in diapers. Yeah, um, he'll hit his most home runs this year, though. Maybe we'll see. There you go. Uh, yeah, but it's like who 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 gives a flying f? Oh, by the way, yeah. So I said, like with the AL West, it's crazy because like Texas was supposed to be this loaded team, and they have the same record as my Snakes, and they're they like, wasted a, money. They, they wasted, wasted money so much on money. Simeon. They wait like Martinez pitches well, but like oh, Kyle Freeland, it's... why? Why? Right, so why? I think the entire and you know what? No, the most disappointing team in the AL, in the AL is the fucking Mariners, though. Like holy shit, man! Like that team loaded up for Bear, and they couldn't. They can't do shit. Yeah. Um. Um. Hashtag bring Ray back to Arizona at the deadline. Let's bring my boy Robbie home. If Robbie Ray gets, if the Diamondbacks go get Robbie Ray as their number three starter, I will do cartwheels down my driveway. I will That'd be, be the. Well, I don't because I don't know if that'll happen. That okay. So let if that okay. Let's say Arizona because the Arizona Diamondbacks they don't need to do anything for the their contract's line. too big. Yeah, it is too big. The I mean actually no, the Diamondbacks have a lot of room. Like they did not their the lineup is fucking cheap. Right. Their most expensive player is Madison Bumgarner. Oh yeah, and probably Kelly and who's honestly that, not been a bad pitcher. I'm not gonna lie. But like the if like so like if I was gonna make so like the only thing last thing I'll say about the Diamondbacks if they go get pitching they go get they attack that bullpen and maybe go get one more starter so they can make Mad Bum their fourth so they don't have to rely on them every freaking rotation even though Zach Davies can't is pitching great now ever since Kevin or you called him out and then and like Luke Weaver pitched great his first start I think he had like a shutout through seven and then got shelled on Saturday. Diamondbacks be Diamondbacks. Hey, right. Diamondbacks might be Diamondbacks. But, hey, um, I do think what Houston's doing is very good. I mean, Kyle Tucker's um, like a top just, 15 player in the league. He's so good. They are the Jordan Dodgers is a top five AL. hitter. They're the Dodgers of the AL. They just Maybe. find guys. Yeah, and their rotation is so underrated. Fran Valdez is so good. Luis Garcia is so good. Mm-hmm. They just keep finding these random guys. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, and the Jordan yeah. contract is, is a great contract. He, I love extension. watching Gordon Alvarez hit because every time he connects he with that ball, crushes fucking mile. <laughs> he reminds me of uh, what's there was a guy who played for um, there was a guy who back when I was a kid who just had like a mash power. It Adam made Dunn? oh oh, it was um Mark Trumbo. Just reminds oh, me yeah, of Trumbo, Trumbo, where he just connects and the ball goes a fucking mile. There's yeah. no expl. 
just country strength right there. Well, in this case, like the like uh, country of Demi- of Dominican Republic, wherever the hell he's from, strength. But still, um, like, yeah, exactly. Oh, all right, um, AL Central. Minnesota is a good team, man. We played them um, a couple weeks ago, and they're, they're just good. They play hard. They were playing um, good. The, I think the biggest problems are starting pitching. Like, yeah, Arizona really Arizona exposed them this weekend because. They had one good start and they shelled us, but Friday and Saturday Arizona just stuck the hit, took the wood to them. Correa's also hurt though. Correa, yeah, Correa is hurt, but I feel like what that's one win above replacement or one and a half. Yeah, he's not been he's been shit this year. Yeah, he's been okay, but it's like you're not getting yeah, but he's not worth his paycheck. Yes, much better than uh, Javi Baez. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Javi Baez is just. A yeah, guy. they've been horrible. Um, but Detroit calling up Riley Green. Um, that's Ooh, exciting. That and was that with was Torkelson. You know, they're good. Mm-hmm. They're a young team with a lot of potential. Um, but yeah, Javi might have been um a definite waste of money. Like I can't hit the ball. You can't oh, hit yeah. the ball. Um, the Kansas City Royals. We knew they were tanking. Ben Attendee should be on the. I think they're going to send it there. Uh, the wacky pairing is Ben Attendee to Toronto. No, I want him in the Yankees. I want him so bad. Yeah, but I guess like Kansas City and Toronto have a good relationship. So that makes sense. Um, I honestly am looking also at Brian Reynolds for center the, field for the Yankees. How the fuck do the Guardians still have a winning record? Um, Jose Ramirez, it's, man. That guy it's, yeah, it's Jose Ramirez and that pitching staff. But like, what the shit? Um, I, I like that Guardians team, man. I've been saying all year. I really like, I love Stephen Kwan. I think Stephen Kwan. Is really just really wonderful. Find these guys. I'm looking at their stats yesterday, and I'm like, who? I know. It's it's just like they, it makes no sense, but they're so fucking good. Oh so my good. god! And then you um, have, also, course, hey, don't let's not sleep on the White Sox though, because Jose Abreu's waking up. The bats are kind of starting to wake up. I don't think that team they're not living up their potential because they have a, a, a metric shit ton of talent. But I don't think Larissa is the guy until they fire him. I think the guy you just you make the wrong decision. He's too old. He's too old. He, and he also is too much of a. He thinks he's Bell Belichick, but he's more like uh, who's an old coach who really sucked. Oh, Wade Phillips. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. AL, AL East. Let's let's talk about the uh, the meanest division in baseball. Um. Yeah. Um. I just want to first just point out. Um. You know, the Red Sox, they've been streaking, man. Absolutely streaking, you know. They, you know, uh, last week they had, like, what, they won, like, 12 to the last 13. You know, they're really good out of the hole, you know. Um, but, um, you know, at the beginning of that run, they were down um, 12 and a half games. Oh, they won 12, 13. Oh, huh. they're 13 and a half games back. They didn't even make any ground because the Yankees are just too good. Um, we're better than you, um, and you know it. Um, taking a little bit from my boy MJF there. Um, we are better than you, um, Boston especially. Don't talk about us. We are literally miles and miles and light years ahead of you. Um, the Yankees um, are the best team in baseball. We have the best record in baseball. I think highest run differential. Um, our starters are tops one or two in every major statistical category. Nestor's insane. I mean, Cole's been insane. Tyone's been incredible. Um, Nestor! No, yes, Nestor's just my favorite player. That beautiful um, Carpenter out of nowhere hitting like speaking of beautiful mustaches. Matt Carpenter was mustache. drinking beers on his porch, and they, the Yankees call him up, and he just starts cracking the ball. It's um, incredible. From an outsider perspective on the AL East, 
the Yankees are going to the World Series. If they don't, it's a disappointing season. They are such exactly. a better team than anybody else in that co- in this league. The only team that I think like they just better not hope they run into like an upstart team from out west or something because yep. that's a, aka 2001 reference. Um, yep. Uh, all I'll say is with the Yankees is they're really good. Uh, the Blue Jays would be in the first place in every other division except for the AL West and the NL West, I believe, if they were not in the AL East. They are disgusting as well. Their win against you, the Yankees, as I proved it, where they will take the Yankees 12 rounds. The Yankees' yeah, biggest um, threat in the AL is Toronto. I do not think it's L- the Houston Astros. I think the Astros are good. They're a good three, third best team in the AL, but like Toronto is a different beast. And then you, of course, have Tampa Bay, who just pulls guys out of rabbit holes and they're, they're studs. So the AL East is basically murderers row. And unfortunately for Boston, they will not make the playoffs this year because. They are the sixth, but they're the seventh best team in their own league. Um, I think they will because of this new this new wild card thing, the three wild well, card thing. I still would take Minnesota, Houston, Toronto, and Tampa over them. Plus, you're really going to bank that Cleveland or Chicago can't make a run. As it stands right now, it's Yankees, Minnesota, Houston as the division leaders, and then the wild card it's Toronto, Cleveland, Tampa Bay with Boston a half game out. I'll I think the White Cleveland. Sox are. I think I prefer the White Sox there for sure. I would too. Um, I think I think the back. White Sox, if the if the Red Sox can keep it up with Trevor Story, I think they are that last team in. But I just they got to show me consistency. Um. Yeah, Trevor Story's been a bust so far this year. For Except sure. for that one week stretch where he hit like seven dingers. Yeah, that was that was insane. But in between those two periods, it's been ice cold. Well, you know that's how he's he was in Colorado. Everyone just forgot he existed. Um. All right. Uh, we're about to head out of here. Um, live show Thursday, no corner with dartboard this week, but a quick shout out to big, bad Bobby Kennedy, his first home run of the majors, a three Oh, a three Oh swinging grand slam with his dad in the stands. It was amazing. Shout out to Bobby, Congrats, Bobby. for Arizona. That was, it, it was like one of the coolest moments I got to watch. And also shout out to Samir for giving me that link to watch the Diamondbacks game. I appreciate you, bud. All right. Show Thursday. Matt, I'll be back. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.